This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 981. Don't be a worrywart with personality slang. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 18 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz at allearsenglish.com slash my score. Today, you'll learn slang phrases to use on IELTS speaking that will not only make the examiner smile, but also make him or her give you a seven or higher. Listen up and don't be a doormat on your next IELTS exam. Wondering about your fluency level? Take our simple English fluency quiz and find out if you're 50% fluent, 65% fluent, or 80% fluent. Plus, get ready for an exciting new course release coming up in early June. Learn from real English conversations so you can finally get competent. Take the quiz at allearsenglish.com slash fluency score. Okay, we're Happy a little later than New Year, but guys, as we're recording, this is the first time Aubrey and, our, and I are recording in 2021. Yes, so happy 2021, everybody. It can't be worse than 2020. I'm looking up. I'm hopeful. I'm positive about the future. <laughs> There's an idiom you could use. There's nowhere to go but up. Yes. It's like, uh, it's a, it, it sounds really hopeful, that idiom. But like, when you think about what it actually means, it's like, oh, stuff has been so terrible that like, you it can't get any worse. Right. But we always do- say that when someone's telling us how bad things are going in their life. And it's like, well... There's nowhere to go but up. <laughs> and really, you're saying, like, I'm so sorry. Things are terrible for you right now. <laughs> and, like, it's – you're trying to help. Like, you're trying to be positive. Um, my mom has a cool phrase for really positive people like that. So, guys, actually, this works out really well because today we're going to teach you some amazing vocabulary to describe people's personalities. And, of course, on IELTS, guys, speaking part one, speaking part two – for sure, for sure, this is like a common function that you have to express. But then it's also possible in part three, right? Um, so my my mom is always a really positive person. And so my stepdad calls her a, a real Pollyanna. Oh, yes. I loved that movie. If you guys listening haven't heard of the movie Pollyanna, it's an older film, but about a girl who's always super positive, looks on the bright side, and it's an adorable film. I love it. You know what? Like, I haven't even seen it. You haven't, Jessica. You got to watch it. (laughs) I wonder if James will like it. I feel like it's a little geared toward little girls, maybe, but I would be curious. Hopefully, he's up for that because it's really great. But I wonder how well it's aged. I haven't seen it since I was little. Yeah, I um it's tricky choosing old movies to watch with young kids. They're used to such a faster pace than we are in entertainment. Right. But maybe that could be a topic for another show, maybe tomorrow. Yeah. But um guys, just to remind you, 
This is one of the uh, very special episodes that we also record on video so you guys can see us on Zoom. I'm sure as we describe the different vocabulary today to describe people, <laughs> describe the vocab to describe, um, we're going to be like showing you different aspects of it on video. So guys, this is a great one to check out. Subscribe on um, YouTube, you guys, IELTS Energy TV. Yes, we have such great content there. So if you aren't watching the videos, like, first of all, being able to see videos of the podcast episodes is amazing. But Jessica and I also post videos of great tips for IELTS, and they're quick. You learn something really good every time. So make sure you're subscribed. IELTS Energy TV on YouTube. Yeah, it's a quick, like, you know, between three and five minute lesson. Just boom. And now you know something new you could use on the test. Just like that. Um, Okay, so just one more. (laughs) For positive people, describing very positive people, um, this is another thing my stepdad says about my mom. <laughs> because my stepdad is not super positive, and my mom is like the opposite. So my my stepdad makes fun of her. But he says, um, she sees the world through rose-colored glasses. That's a really long phrase, but like, is that something you've heard people say? Yeah, definitely. I feel like that's... Um... It's from a song or something, isn't it? Isn't it Perhaps. that idiom? I think so. But yes, I say that too. I'll say, oh, you know, oh, he definitely sees the world through rose-colored lenses or through rose-colored glasses. And it means they just always look on the bright side. They ignore the negative and the bad. And I love that about people. That's one of my favorite personality traits in a person. When they it. try to look on the bright side, be positive. Yeah. I'm that way. And it's I try so to surround important. myself with people that are like that too. Exactly. Um, Okay, another side note tangent, and then we'll get to the list of vocabulary that we wrote down to teach you. But guys, you're learning a lot already. Um, But this little conversation reminds me of um, the Monty Python song, Always Look on the Bright Bright Side of Life. life. (laughs) Anyway, guys, you got to watch Monty Python. All right, let's get to the vocab to describe personality. Um, Aubrey, what is the first word? The first word is klutz. This is a fun one. It's spelled very strange, K-L-U-T-Z. Come back to the blog to see the spelling and example sentences for all of these. In fact, we're going to share five and have two bonus ones on the blog. So allearsenglish.com slash IELTS to come and check those out. But yeah, some of them are spelled very strange, right? And this is one of those. So klutz means someone who's clumsy, always tripping over their feet. Or, you know, this makes me think of like, teenagers or middle schoolers who haven't maybe grown into their height yet or are just sort of figuring themselves out and are very clumsy. My kids are that way. (laughs) I'm that way. Shoot. Like, I'm a total clumsy. Seriously, I'm still not used to my body. Um, So like a klutz is a noun, right? I am a klutz. But we also often use the adjective klutzy. Klutzy. My son is klutzy, you know, and unfortunately, he inherited this uh, trait on both sides. Uh, Both his dad and I are very klutzy. Um, And it's funny because, like, I could be athletic, like, on a field. I could, you know, like, play soccer or whatever. I don't know how I'm so klutzy in the rest of my life. That's what surprises me because I know you played sports. I would not expect you to be klutzy. You know what I think it is? My mind is always somewhere else. Like, I'm never oh, fully sure. paying attention to what's around me. I'm, like, running into doorways and stuff. I don't know. Um, Though I right. do that all the time, too. Like, just leave a door and totally ram the door frame. I'm like, how did I misjudge that? 
<laughs> that is a great uh, verb to ram into something instead of saying run into or crash into, ram into. Oh my God, this is a great video lesson, guys. You gotta go to IELTS Energy TV for this one. Um, all right, Aubrey, what is the next phrase? The next one is speed demon, which we especially use to describe how someone drives. If yes. someone drives very fast, they're always, they're very lead-footed. That's another thing we'll call someone lead-footed. Nice. Do you use that to mean they're just lead-footed always driving fast? heavy-footed? Perhaps? Heavy-footed too, yes. Yeah. Are you a speed demon, Aubrey? I totally am, actually. <laughs> and it drives my husband crazy because he was a driver's ed instructor. So oh, no. he's really strict about it and never speeds. And so it drives me crazy when he's driving because he's right at the speed limit and it really bothers him when I'm speeding. But one thing that I need to do, this should be a New Year's goal of mine, is I'm really bad at driving too fast in residential zones. Yeah. It's like there could be children coming out at any moment. So I'm like, I need to make sure I'm at like 25 or whatever, going very slow. Because, and then I see someone else driving so too fast with my kids around. I get super mad, but then I catch myself doing it. (laughs) Totally. Um, Yeah, I'm the same way. I love driving fast. Um, I'm, I would, I uh, don't drive as fast anymore because I got too many speed tickets. Um, in Oregon, like, well, in Portland, there's all these speed traps on roads and there's Cameras no like policeman there. Yeah, it's just a camera that yeah. takes a picture. So last year I got caught out a couple times because they lowered all the speed limits on like all the streets. So even residential areas, speed limits are now 20 miles an hour in Portland neighborhoods. It's almost like school zone speed limit. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. Um, so I was going, I was following like old speed limits. That's my, that's my excuse. But that's a I good still excuse. shouldn't be driving that fast. But um, yeah. I know, right? Be no safe. Safety first. Protect safety the children. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we use speed demon anyway else? You know, guys, I'm thinking about where you could use this on IELTS. And there are always questions about traffic, driving, vehicles, cars, you could totally work this into an awesome answer in part one or part two. Um, general training letter. Maybe you're complaining to the neighborhood association about something, right? And you're like, we need a stop sign because there are too many speed demons that um, endanger my children. That would be Yes, great. perfect. And all of these are, are pretty slang. These are like slang. So they're going totally. to get you that range of vocabulary you need to get your seven or higher. Because yeah, they're not really formal vocabulary. Throw them in part one, part two, even part three to get that range. Exactly. Because guys, I mean, even if you're using like some amazing, impressive academic words in part three, that's not enough for a seven or higher in vocab. Remember, you have to fulfill the range the examiner is looking for, like Aubrey said, right? So it's not just about fancy academic words. You do need to show this slang on the speaking test. Okay, so this next one's fun. A worry wart. Yes, I totally use this all the time. I call my older sister a worrywart because she she worries a lot and about very minor things. Like I understand worrying about big things. I do that. But when you're worrying about very minute little things like um, are people going to like the cookies I made, you know, and stressing yourself out about something like that, I'll say, don't be such a worrywart. That's not worth stressing yourself about. 
I think I might tell this to myself in in pep talks, right? Because I'm always trying to worry Your inner less. monologue. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, but like imagine, guys, if you're asked to describe your family in speaking part one or describe your best friend in speaking part two. Um, we all know worry warts. And this is such an adorable phrase. I like 100% promise you the examiner will not be able to help but grin if you say worry wart, I know I would. Like, I would chuckle and I'd be like, oh, you. Oh, you band seven student. I know, right? <laughs> it's a fun one. And it's so lighthearted. It's not mean. It's I adorable. feel like when I say it to my sister, it's just because it's kind of silly. It's such a yeah. silly phrase that e- even if you were trying to be mean, people would just like giggle. <laughs> it's so lighthearted, you know? Imagine like yelling this at someone. Like, it was I such a laugh. worry wart, like trying to be mean and be like, that's funny. not mean. <laughs> it sounds funny. Um, all right. Blabbermouth. That is, that is such a fun word. A blabber mouth. I feel like there's so many um, words that are like um, blabbering, blathering. Bl- like there's all, there's so many words related to this that sound the same that describe Yeah, blubbering talking. too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. There are a bunch. Blabbermouth just means like you can't keep a secret. If someone, you told someone, don't tell anyone in this, and they told everyone, you'd be like, you're such a blabbermouth. Totally. <laughs> so it's not the same as talking a lot, right? Um, right. A great word for that is gregarious. A Ooh, gregarious good. person talks a lot, right? And that's a, a sort of a general trait to describe. This is a very specific trait to describe, right? Being a blabbermouth. Are you good at keeping secrets or are you um, a blabbermouth? I think I am good at keeping secrets. If something is important and someone has said, don't share this with anyone, I won't. I'm like a vault. But if there's like something really funny or interesting and no one's told me not to share it, I'm going to tell everybody. Oh my God, totally. (laughs) So it depends. (laughs) Yeah, like if I know it would hurt someone, like I'm never going to, you know. I would never say like embarrass someone because I know I've been embarrassed before, right? If people find things out or they, you know, people tell secrets about you. And so I would never want to cause someone else that hurt. Um, so I'm very careful as far as like loyalty to people, like not being Same. a blabbermouth about that. Um, but I want to be trustworthy. Like, yeah. Yeah. But if it's like celebrity gossip, I don't know. Like, could that be blabbermouth if you were telling everybody about go- like celebrity gossip? Maybe. I don't think so. I wouldn't say that. Like, if you were if you were always like, oh, guess what I heard about these celebrities? I would never be like, you're such a blabbermouth. It That's would. True. It, That's I would true. only use it if you were blabbing about things you shouldn't because it's like a secret a friend told you, a confidence that you were trusted with. If you shared that, then I would be like, she's a blabbermouth. Don't tell her anything. You don't want everyone to know. You know? Totally. Okay. So it does have to be I about so. someone you know. That makes sense. But yeah. you brought up a good um, takeaway from that. Blab is also just a verb on its own, right? And be like, yes. don't blab about this. Oh my God. I promise you guys, you've never heard, you've never learned that from a teacher before. Okay. One more, guys. And then remember, there are two more phrases that will be on our blog. So go to allearsenglish.com slash IELTS. This is episode 981. While you're there, you could uh, take our short IELTS quiz and get your estimated IELTS band score in just a few short minutes. And also remember to check out this video on YouTube. You can see Aubrey and I act out various aspects of this (laughs) vocabulary. So follow IELTS Energy TV on YouTube. All right, this last one. This last one is kind of 
bad. Um, but I guess we can make it positive as in don't be a doormat. Um, I think this is great, right? I'm going to encourage all of our listeners to not be a doormat in so many aspects of your life. But like, I connect this also to um, like work, like knowing what you're worth, standing up for yourself, right? But also in your personal life, this is the time of year, January, where we reflect a lot and people come to certain resolutions. I think a good resolution for um, some people who are doormats, we'll explain that in a second, is to say no more often. So guys, a doormat is someone who like, just picture the imagery. Someone walks all over you. We say that as an idiom as well. Um, so what is what does that mean? What is a doormat? Yeah, it means you can't say no to people. You get manipulated very easily because, yeah. you know, you are easygoing. You want people to like you. You want, exactly. you don't want contention. So instead you let other people get what they want right. and you never stand up for yourself. Exactly. So yeah, this is, you don't want to be called a doormat or you don't want people to be like, oh, he's kind of a doormat. I feel bad. It's yeah. like we pity people who are a yeah. doormat because they need to stand up for themselves. So I love exactly. that you said, because we will say, don't be a doormat to someone if we feel like they're not standing up for themselves when they should. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, guys, I think like the, the essence of this is that you are, um, you're literally, right? Like, okay, not literally. Gosh, I use that wrong all the it's time. It's true, because no, not literally. Please, not, not literally. Not literally. You are metaphorically um, <laughs> placing people and their needs above your own, right? Exactly. Like a doormat is underneath everybody's feet. You are underneath everybody else. And so that means you respect yourself less than other people. So guys, respect yourself. And this has come up regarding IELTS when students have told me about difficulties at test centers. Um, guys, don't be a doormat at a test center, right? If the examiner, for example, I've heard just crazy stories about examiners coming in late, being in bad moods, maybe being hungover, um, yelling at someone to bring them coffee. I've, I'm not lying. Like these are all things that students have experienced. Um, don't be a doormat, guys. You deserve the same experience, um, as everyone else, which is a professional examiner experience. So guys, if you feel like you are being mistreated, talk to the test center administrator. That is their job. And that exam should get in trouble. They're not doing their job. And bring it up right away. I remember yes, interviewing exactly. a student who some, there was an issue and after she brought it up and they said, right. there's nothing we can do now as far as your test score, you know, but right. if you bring it up right away, then yes. hopefully something can be fixed so that it, you still have a chance to take your exam in a conducive environment. Exactly. Exactly. Um, oh my gosh, this has been on the longer side of episodes. This has been was so a good fun. one. <laughs> um, so guys, definitely check out this video. Um, we do act out a lot of stuff today. Um, IELTS Energy TV on YouTube and then check out the post on our blog, uh, allearsenglish.com slash IELTS. All right, Aubrey, um, this has been, been so fun. First recording of the year. I, know. I always love teaching slang. It's the most fun. I know it's, I, it, this is like, there's so many fun examples for every phrase. So this has been a fun one. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, we will talk to you tomorrow. Bye, Aubrey. Bye. See ya. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.